Coming up on the Two Bros Music Podcast, Episode 5, we're talking amps. And we also have a new feature added to the Turn It Up segment, so stay tuned. back to the two bros music podcast i'm joe and i'm adam and we're back for another episode uh hope everybody's been well over the that fourth of july holiday and we're getting on into deepest part of summer so how you been doing adam i've been doing good i've been uh checking out gear um just bought a new amp <laughs> and then i got uh 5150 ordered so basically, two two new amps within the next six months. Uh, the, yeah, but there's a bunch of fifty one fifties. Which one did you order? The, the iconic, the controversial yeah. iconic. Yeah, the iconic. Yeah, and you had nobody's heard it yet, so it's yeah. very controversial. Well, but, obviously, somebody's in the labs heard it at the yeah, manufacturer. Well, I in mean, China, they've heard it. Well, yeah, and and of course, we heard it. I saw yeah. it uh, in that. Uh, uh, uh mammoth video mammoth wvh um but i thought it was the old 5150 uh the original one yeah in the background but no it was the iconic and i didn't even know they were in the works and then they got leaked and then every podcaster and youtuber went nuts as soon as they found out um so that 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 stirred up the amp world and all the guitar players yeah everybody's they're up in the air but a lot of people are poo-pooing it because it only has two preamp tubes well i mean they got james brown back see he was the original designer um he created with eddie with eddie and he actually and eddie before he passed supposedly he was working with james brown and he approved the stamps so, on this version on this version yeah so that that's the word i mean i don't know if that everything's 100 true except that i do know james brown is the designer he's no longer he had his own company called amp tweaker and i got i got all of his pedals um they're great i love oh, they put out pedals he put out pedals yeah, he put out pedals it was a company called amp tweaker now if you're to get them on reverb i yeah. think uh you get like the type metal pro or something like that. If you can find them, they, they go for about 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting harder and harder to get. So it's like, like those magic cards. Yeah. They're the magic card. <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> the guitar yeah. Well, we, I, we should preference all this talk about, uh, but basically we had like a pre-meeting yesterday, last night. And I, I was going over, I, I got my new monitor in for my new computer, Mac mini. Finally got it in. I got it all set up and everything. So we, I, I was talking to Adam. We were talking a little bit about the amps because I, I had bought a Katana amp about well going on a year now ago because I was going to use that for all my like my acoustic and my electric when you know practicing guitar. And then but 
my main bitch about that was supposedly you could do a lot with it. It has a lot of capabilities, but the whole thing is, is most of it's in the software. So you got to connect it to the computer to work on tones and all that. So yeah. when I first got it, I was doing that, but my main goal is to practice the guitar. So I, I, the first time I got it and I hooked it up to the computer, I spent like three hours messing with tones. And then I, I don't really know what I'm doing since I'm a drummer uh, with the tones. So I was like kind of all over the place, kind of lost. And I got like a rabbit hole going there and I didn't get no practice in. So it was kind of frustrating. Yeah, that's that's um, welcome to the world of guitar. Because I don't know how many thousands of hours I've spent doing that shit. You get a new amp, you get new stuff, new toys, new processors, and you spend hours trying to figure out how to route them, how to uh, what what effects to does what, what you know where to put things. Um, that's that's the game. That's uh, now we got a lot of times I'll spend that time trying to figure out what pedals I want to use or what sound effects do what. Um, even dialing the amp tones in, but now they have looper pedals or loopers are part of the, I get guarantee you got a looper in there. So you just jam a riff, loop it, and then now start dialing the amp instead of sitting here, turn a knob, play again, turn a knob, play again. Yeah. That huh. takes forever. See, I would have never thought of that, but I, I've heard of the looper, you know, pedals. And stuff. Yeah. And, and, and this amp has it in the software. Yeah. It's basically got all the boss pedals, but you don't have it on directly on the amp. You know, they got the basic yeah, the knobs it. on the amp or like the reverb, some a little delay knob, that kind of stuff. But to get to the actual boss pedals, you have to download the software and go through that. But do you, um, does it hold like say you, you set something up in there? Does it hold it next time you go turn the amp on to what you had it set to? Yeah, there's there's four channels on it and then there's well there's actually five there's four channels that you can save to and yeah. then there's the fifth one is actually just using the actual panel so yeah. you could have four channels saved and then you could have it on panel where you're actually manipulating the knobs you know live yeah um and then then of course when you when you download your settings or your tones that you like into the channels you of course back them up on your computer so you have them in the computer so if if you somehow hit erase or you erase them off the amp, you can yeah. always re-download them from the from your settings on the computer. Which is pretty standard now. Like everything, like I got a camper and yeah, I, I use the computer. Um, I can use the buttons, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, when I plug my camper in, uh, I turn on my computer and then I use the uh, rig manager. And then it's easier to, it's way easier just to get on there and then grab a pedal, move it. Oh, I want to put it in front of the amp. Oh, I want to try it behind the amp. You just grab it and drag. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think a lot of these uh, new digital amps and stuff are, are going that route because you want flexibility. You want it easy, easily maneuverable through uh, interfaces. And I bet you you can um, you could probably do with an iPad. Because I know the camper now, they, they just came out with the iPad um, version yeah. of the rig manager. So you yeah. can move everything around with your iPad and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's that's just that's how, how it is. You, you turn that on, turn your computer on. But well, uh, the one thing I like about this amp and that other, I, I was looking at the PV, uh, the new coming out, the PV Viper, the new version of it. 
they have an older version that was supposedly, you know, pretty decent. I've seen Ola do a review on it, uh, but they don't sell that one anymore, but they're coming out later. And it's supposed to be in the end of summer coming out with the new line of those Vipers. And uh, they all have that direct out to the computer, which, yeah. which you basically use the amp as your audio interface with your DAW. Yeah. So I, I like that because the tones you're going to get off your amp are going to come through into the computer. You know, it, um, yeah, you got to like every, everything's coming with that now. Like I got a 6505 mini head that can go directly in. I just got my um, PV Invective 120 yesterday and that has a direct but i was watching some videos on that and i think it's made mainly for going direct into a front of house for live performance instead of having to mic a cap oh um, yeah <clears throat> yeah but a lot of that stuff now is so you can direct record a lot of amps now are coming with a usb plug so you can plug right in yeah and then with that though the the thing is yeah you can go directly in but then you're gonna need a cab simulator because you're going to need to use the impulse response. and Yeah, you were telling me about that. So we'll go ahead and explain that. Yeah, impulse response is basically a snapshot of a speaker. Like for heavy metal, like what we play and stuff, the, the iconic speaker is a, um, a Celestian Vintage 30. So say you get an impulse response of a V30 and you play, you can... I have a direct box. I, it's, I have a, a torpedo reload made by two notes. And so I could record directly from the amp into my torpedo reload into my computer. But if you listen to a, that raw tone, it's going to be all sizzly and crack, crackly. It's, it's pretty shitty to listen to. But you use the impulse response, and then it sounds like you just played through a, the half stack. Uh -huh. But so that's, that's with the tube amps, right? Because the solid state amps shouldn't have that, right? That's all digital. The solid state amps now pretty much have a USB plug that you can go directly in. Yeah, you can go in. And then your interface is your amp. Um, but yeah, the tube amp, all the tube amps with I can plug them in, like I said, to my torpedo reload. But that's not the only one. I think UA makes a, um, I think Oxbox is what they call it. Uh, there's lots of different ones. Mesa Boogie makes one. There's there's different ones out on the market um, to go into your computer through an amp, so that you it's got a, it it's a, a it takes the load of the speakers because you can't with the tube amps you got to have a speaker hook up to it when you turn it on um, to take the load. If not, you could damage your amp. So the all of those um, units like the torpedo will take that load and it, it sends it, it the uh, the amp, it sets it up so that it doesn't blow anything. But yeah, there's, there's so much to it. And most of the time though, with those big amps, you're not recording in a bedroom, you know, yeah. those are for playing on stage or playing in a studio practice studio or, or recording in a studio. Well, um, isn't that why they're coming out with these heads, these little mini heads? These little mini heads is, yeah, it's more for the, the bedroom player, you know. A little you, home studio. Yeah, you got a home studio, a little project studio. And you don't want to crank up the amp to, to 11 because you're going to, your wife's going to kill you or your kids are going to complain <laughs> or, or your mom and dad are going to complain. Somebody's going to complain. Yeah. So you can go into the computer, you can go direct or they're just not that, that loud. You can play them at talking volume. But 
And the thing is with like the big amplifiers, the 100 watts, the 50 watts, something like that. When those tube amplifiers, the whole thing about them is you got to get them cranked up to a certain point so that the tube saturation starts to really give you your good tone. If you play those things really low, you're not, the tubes aren't even getting driven. So you don't even get the right, you know, a great tone out of it. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to record that, you can't record it low. You have to crank those things. So like the torpedo reload does is it takes the, the speaker uh, cable into that and then it sends it back out to a cabinet and then you could control the volume, but you got your amp cranked like you're playing live and it's blasting. And then you can adjust the volume of the room with the torpedo. And then it, it basically, you can have that talking volume while you're playing. Yeah. So I, with that, I, I can play all of my big tube amps. Uh, I got a dual rectifier, an original 5150 block letter, EVH um, generation one, uh, 5150 uh, Mark III. Um, yeah, so I can crank any of those amps and nobody's really going to complain. So Yeah, well, and that's what brought up this whole conversation yesterday because I was complaining to you about my Katana amp and why I was looking at another little combo amp, that Viper. Yeah. And then you basically said, well, why don't you stop with all that shit? Yeah. And just get like a head or get a. Well, get a, well no, I, I say get the new 5150 iconic. They're making a combo amp. I mean, that's the modern high gain was created by Eddie Van Halen and James Brown. So, I mean, pretty much every, most every metal band you hear, I mean, not all, but a lot, it's very, very popular is uh, the 6505, the 5150 the EVH 5150s, those are all created by Eddie and James Brown. I mean, they, they've, once Eddie left uh, PV in, in 2005, yeah. and PV, they kept the 5150, but they're like, well, we can use a 5150. Yeah, so they go, trademark. well, PV started in 1965, and Eddie left in 2005, so they said 6505 will be the new name of the 5150 for PV. And it's the sound that you hear on most uh, metal records nowadays. And uh, well, and it's funny because when we had the band, everything that, well, it, actually, around the time we had the band in the 90s, we it was the Mesa was the one. Yeah, it was Mesa, but it was also the 5150. But because Well, that was relatively new, though. It was new. I think it came out in 92. I might be wrong. Somebody can... You know. I remember everybody, like all the other bands had the, the Mesa dual rectifier. Mesa dual rectifier, triple rectifier was, was the thing. And so I started out playing bass, and when I went over to guitar, I was like, well, I know Mesa, so I got a, I got a dual rectifier. Yeah. But I didn't know because, I mean, Mesa already had that... that uh, um, that prestige that everybody everybody liked mesa yeah the 5150 like these metal guys like machine head and other bands were using the 5150s and they just they have a good breakup they sizzle i mean i I love their tone um and yeah so and you wouldn't think that eddie van halen like master at guitar but mm -hmm. like modern high gain, when you 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 don't think Van Halen usually, it's that's yeah, what you think Brown sound, right? Hey, Brown sound. He a modded, a modded um, Marshall. Yeah, uh, 
but then he Eddie was also he played a lot of cleans. He he did a lot of stuff. He was all over. It, but his his distortion wasn't usually a lot like what it is now. And and but he he, he knew what he wanted. And I mean, the guy's a master. He he created like the, the baddest amps in, in the world. So. Yeah. That's why I recommend getting that. That if you're going to spend three hundred dollars and not like this amp, and then three hundred dollars not like this, just spend the seven eight hundred bucks and get that combo. Yeah, but I know there's controversy with that because everybody's. Well, the- yeah, because when you told me about it, then I went, obviously I went and looked it up. Yeah. I found some YouTube videos and I found this guy doing a review on them, and he kind of explained basically what you explained. Uh, but what his concerns was is like the the for the cabinet, and that would be the combo app too was made with the MDF. Yeah. And he said he didn't like that material for like the you know to have a speaker cab made out of it. Yeah. Because there's some issues with that with the MDF and and how it it, it resonates to sound. Yeah. Um, You're well. Like okay. I'm a drummer and I'm not. That's why I messing with all these tones it just gives me a headache. Yeah. So I probably won't even notice it, I guess. No. And like for me, I did order the cab because like, well, whatever. Let's see. Um, One, everybody reviewing, they could stop because nobody's heard the thing yet. So they, they, it's all speculation, and these guys for him. Yeah, and and he does say that in his video that he He has. What it sounds like, yeah. He's just going by what he knows and who's making it. Because he liked the the fact that James Brown is in on it, yeah. Um, but the other thing he was see, and then this he kind of got technical, which I didn't really know about, is the, the number of tubes in in the new head. Yeah, he said that it's missing like the preamp tubes. Well, the, there's yeah the twelve AX sevens, the preamp tubes. Yeah. Uh, original fifty one fifty, there was five. Um, and then, like I said, I had the EVH first generation when Eddie went left PV and went to Fender and started EVH. Yeah. Uh, that one has eight preamp tubes. So I'm not sure. But the, the, it was like a point I brought up to you last night. I was like, look, OK, everybody loves these minis. They love these mini amps and they're not poo-pooing on them. But at the same time, now they're poo-pooing on this because, oh, it only has two tubes. You don't have all those tubes in the I like the mini uh sixty-five oh five. You don't have all those preamp tubes in there because there's five preamp tubes in the in the sixty-five oh five also. Not in the mini, but it's got a sick ass tone. I mean, they're they're good amps. The technology has changed. You can get the saturation from the uh out of the tubes. Uh, I don't know how it's wired because I'm not an amp, I don't create amps, but yeah, I just play them and I know what sound I like. And and like I said. Nobody's heard this thing yet, but if Eddie Van Halen and James Brown were involved with this thing, uh, chances are it's going to be good. Now the MDF, you know what? I, <laughs> I put some vintage thirties in a cabinet that I had and it was, uh, uh, I think it might've been MDF. It's a, it was a shitty cab. Yeah. Thing sounds fucking awesome. Your speakers. You still got that cab that you bought at the flea market? Oh no, I sold that was a base cab. I, I sold <laughs> yeah, no, I know that was a base cab, but yeah, remember what the fuck brand was that? It wasn't even a no, it wasn't even a flea market. It was uh it was at a car stereo shop. Oh, was it? it? I thought it was at the flea market because that was when we used to go see that. On, on East 14th, the car stereo shop that we saw an ad that says they're selling 
base cabs. I was like, well, fuck it. And I went and bought, it was like an 18. But oh. no, I sold that. I got rid of all that shit. I'd actually, I don't have none of my base stuff except for my bases. Um, and didn't that thing get, uh, wasn't it a victim of the great flood back then? Yeah, but it, it, have, it got, got damaged. Didn't it got up to the, to the cone. It, the cabinet, it, it, the water level went up on that, but it didn't get up to the cone. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's the whole different thing. But MDF, it's like, when you got a 57 put up against a mic, I mean, up against the speaker, yeah, not picking up the other shit. And, and I got tons of other cabs. If I don't like the cab, it might suck. I don't know. But I got like five or six other guitar cabinets, so. I don't, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> All I know is it's voice for that cabinet, so let me check it out and see. Worst case scenario, I'll just take the speakers out of there and put them in another cab. Yeah. So it's like problem solved. Like, well, I'll still probably wait till you get yours before. Because yeah. the one you're talking about for me is just get the combo one. Because yeah. you're going to sell the combo one. Because you're not – and you're going to get combo amp. You're not – Oh, the, the the cabinet of the combo amp doesn't it's not built to this and bullshit. <laughs> That's just a bunch of hoity toity crap. So yeah, but I mean, yeah, you'll get yours and then you can tell me, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. And if I was looking at that mini, that 6505 mini head. head, yeah, that's never in stock because they're all gone. Yeah, that's the that's why I haven't gotten that one because it's yeah, it's always out. Yeah, that's so. a good head too, but and once again, you get that, but then you need a speaker cap because that thing. Well, I got my I got my drum uh, cap. Yeah, but that's drum. a powered monitor. I mean, you can go direct out of that. I don't know how that sounds, but I do know just running it like a basic head. Yeah. Or regular cabinet, it sounds good. It sounds really good. Huh. So, but yeah, I mean, you got options where you can just use it go direct into the computer. But well, they sell it with a combo uh, with a cabinet. You can get it with the with the cabbing, you know. Oh yeah, two two speaker cab, right? Like yeah. And then the little there, head sits right on top. That's got to run what, like a grand or more? Yeah, I think it's like eight hundred or nine hundred. It's got to be with both of them, because the the head is like six hundred. Yeah. So I think the yeah the little cab for it is like three hundred or something. Let's see, sixty five oh five. Uh oh, he's looking it up. Looking it up. Let's see how much. And yeah, six hundred five ninety nine. Yeah, but if you wanted yeah with the cab. Oh, here it is, thousand bucks. Nine yeah, nine for nine, both. Nine nine. Well, and that then that that new fifty one fifty. The combo is what eight hundred bucks. So it's like in yeah. the same ballpark. But yeah, and the new fifty one fifty iconic. The head is eight hundred. I'm like, woo. Look, I mean, yeah, every thing too. The other. Well, yeah, that was the other thing that the guy pointed out is because it's cheaper. Yeah, the head's cheaper, which makes you wonder. If, and then he was bringing up that it's missing uh, tubes, yeah. so he's thinking that they might have cheaped out on it to bring the price down. I don't think so. I think they just made it affordable, and then, like I said, it ma it's made in China, so yeah. it's hand built here. Um, but what it what is nowadays comes with COVID. Pretty much, it comes with <laughs> comes with a bat inside the cabinet. <laughs> I'd pull an Ozzy Osbourne, bite the head off it. <laughs> yeah, and then you use a syringe to fight it off. Yeah, <laughs> let's get crazy. <laughs>
feed it, feed it to Rex, my dog. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It's you go down a rabbit hole with these heads, but I man, I love guitar heads and tube amps. Um, and then I like technology. I like the new stuff. Like I was bitching last week about the the line six. I want to like the thing, but the fucking thing freezes up on me. Well, it doesn't even run on my new computer. <laughs> yeah, their, their software doesn't even run on up to date to the newest computers. Because it ran on my old iMac, but my old iMac was so slow because it's old. That's like it was pretty much unusable because it would freeze up all the time. So now I got a faster computer thinking, okay, this is going to you know be awesome. And and they have Line 6 hasn't updated it. But we talked about that before, but yeah. it's just frustrating. It's <clears throat> And the, and like I said, the katana overall, because I did the research on it, it seemed like it had a bunch of stuff that I that that I would like, because you have access on the software to all the basically all the boss pedals, you know, the bulk of them. Yeah. Uh, but you just got to sit there and mess with it. And then I didn't take that into account because you know when I got it, it was like, oh yeah, you now you got to sit there. It's like another instrument you got to learn. Yeah, you got to learn how to operate and move through it. But that's just most things anyway in the beginning well a part of it i think is i'm getting old now too so yeah, i sound like an old it. man <laughs> yeah i don't want to fuck with it i used to love all this technology now like fuck well you see this with the mics i was trying to set up my mics and i thought i had it set up and right before the show yeah coming soon joe's got like sound <laughs> you have farts and you know burps and all kinds of stuff explosions yeah okay we're trying to get some some sound effects in so we can add them in the show we're going to get high tech. We're going to be fucking yeah. off. About it. <laughs> and I got sound effects now, but we couldn't get it to work before the show. To work. I don't understand. And one of these one of these days, we'll start the show. Can we keep talking about let's start the show earlier? But we always have these hiccups right before we start. So we end up pretty much about the same time anyway. Yeah. But I mean, with podcasting, does it really fucking matter what time we start? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not on a, technically oh, on a schedule. Oh, man. I'm supposed to start my day and, and there's no podcast. Well, no. I mean, that first show we did, and then I, I set, sat up and I edited it. So I that we did it, we started about 10 o'clock. So my and my time. Yeah. So we didn't get done. And then by the time I started to sit down to edit it, I didn't get done till like two in the morning. Shit. That one. But uh, so I've gotten a little faster now because I got the, the process down. But that's why we were talking. We wanted to start the show a little earlier for us so that I'm not here till, you know, one, two in the morning editing. Because I, I guess I could just wait till Sunday morning. You could just do it in the morning. It's but not I like want to get it out. You know how we are. I just want to get it out. Yeah. Uh, or at least done, ready to, to upload, you know. Well, now you got your fast computer too. You got to uh, <laughs> send it to me so I can convert it for YouTube and the video stuff but you should be able to do that now yeah i gotta mess with that now because i hadn't done that because you were doing that part you don't even want to learn the katana then you're not going to learn that (laughs) that's been a pain in the ass and now i kind of got that down but um yeah it's more tinker and more shit but yeah and then i'm trying to write new stuff i got you gave me that riff and uh, some stuff you're doing on acoustic so we're working on new, a new song, yeah. so we can get out and get keep putting stuff out. Um, but yeah, that takes. I need time to do that. And 
yeah this it's kind of been like pulling teeth i'm trying to figure out how, how do i make this work and but it's all a learning curve you know everything here it's we're learning so yeah then uh the other thing is i want to start coming up i want to write some new uh like a, a bumper intro for the turn it ups uh segment yeah and, we yeah we've been talking about that to add to the show to make it more yeah so well, the, and, and like well we got a surprise coming up in the turn it up at the end of the segment yeah we're gonna we're gonna change it up a little bit make it more we're, interactive we're turn that fucker to 11 <laughs> <laughs> this one goes to 11 it's we're gonna cool. do the real one that's a real kind of music yeah it's in D minor. It's the saddest of all the keys. Yeah. You got to <laughs> stop playing that rock and roll. <laughs> That's a reference to, was it? Johnny Spooner. Well, no, Spooner? It's an inside thing, but no, the other thing, the, the real kind. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the movie? Uh, now I forget. We were talking about it like a week ago. Contract on shit. Huh? I know that was a freaking movie. Johnny and the Cruisers or something. Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah. Eddie and the Cruisers. And that was the second one. Yeah. yeah. Eddie the Cruisers too. Corny is the first one, but even more corny, actually, maybe more. <laughs> Didn't we we got drunk one time and watched it, but I don't remember what the fuck it was. Other than that, that line, because we kept repeating that line. Yeah, because he goes together, he's putting together a band and he just walks up these guys. This one band, I remember, I think it was the drummer. Walks up to him and they're banned. They played the show. The house is packed. It's a big show. And this freaking idiot comes up and goes, hey, you want to be in my band? <laughs> like, what kind of music you play? And he goes, the real kind. The real and the guy, <laughs> oh, man. Who the fuck does that? Yeah. Like, seriously. And anybody who's been in bands knows, you're like, who the fuck are you, dude? Uh, isn't it, well, isn't that how we got Steve? <laughs> well, no, what? No. Because you said, you said, oh, you got long hair. Do you play? <laughs> no, no, no. He, I was walking in with my bass to, we live in the same apartments. And I was walking in with my bass and he goes, hey, you know anybody that needs a guitar player? So no, it wasn't like we play the real kind. After you <laughs> played a packed show, the guy's like, he played the fucking the packed show. Obviously his band's rising. And this fucking nobody that you don't know who this fucking guy is goes, hey, you want to be in my band? <laughs> What's your fucking band? Who the fuck are you? No. Yeah, no. Steve asked me if we need a, a guitar player and or know anybody needs a guitar player. And at that time, we had Stoney. And, and just by he wanted to be called Stoney. <laughs> you know how that was working out. Yeah, and, he was a cool guy, though. I mean. He was a good guy, but the problem was he was going there. He didn't have a job. Well, he was <laughs> when he got bids to reupholster things. And then, but he would just go down to our studio and bring bar flies in there and party all night. Yeah. Freaking beers on our amps. And it's like, dude, it's one thing if we're doing that to our own gear, but you're bringing in some bar flies. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Plus, we got our equipment and shit in there. Yeah. He gets shit, he gets stolen. And it's that like, it's just not cool. Oh, so yeah, we have that going on, and then we're like, "Well, we need another guitar player." And Steve's like, "Okay." But so, yeah, but what didn't he come knocking on our door? And then he was selling ACDC tickets. And, and yeah, he came knocking on the door selling ACDC tickets. That was the first time we interacted with him, 
And then, because I remember I was already in bed and somebody just like, I think it was like 10 o'clock or something like that, 10.30. Knock on the door. It's like, who the fuck is that? And you were still up. You answer it. And then, uh, remember he's like, hey, you want, know anybody wants to buy ACDC tickets? <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. ACDC is fucking an iconic band. Yeah. We were in our freaking Slayer Pantera metal phase. We just no, no, weak sauce. <laughs> As a weak sauce. Yeah, we're fucking. This was like mid nineties. It was like this was heaviest of the heaviest. What we were listening to. <laughs> Most people like they see us coming and hear hear us playing that music. They're crossing the street. <laughs> Get away yeah. From- <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, all the stories from things that happened, right? Whatever. Well, who remember that one guy? <laughs> we, we fucked him over, but we didn't like do it on purpose. But then we got drunk that one night and we're like, hey, let's call that guy up. It was like two in the morning. You remember yeah, that guy? I remember. I, I don't remember the guy. And I just, I, of course, we did drunk and dialing. <laughs> what did we do? We turned him down and then we wanted to ask him to jam again. Yeah, because for the way I remember it is he came to jam with us, so we were trying him out, and he didn't really he didn't do anything for us. So we're like, okay, so we'll pass. Yeah. And uh, and then we were partying one night, is he like a couple weeks later or like a month later? And for some reason we were up and we were just partying, and then like we both had the idea, hey, should we just call that guy? Because I think we were still looking, so we're like, well, fuck, let's call that guy. That guy will probably show up. That alcohol, and then yeah. <laughs> So we ended up calling him, fucking drug calling him, like at two in the morning. He got like all pissed and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of shit we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, good times. Always good times. <laughs> oh, man. So anything else you want to add on the amps or? No, just I'm an amp fiend, I guess, and uh, I love them, and I keep collecting them. Uh, probably the iconic probably won't be my my last one, but uh, yeah. Well, it's not because you ordered the you ordered the new uh, no, no, iconic is the last one is next. This is the, the invective. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it was the, the PV invective. They got to stop with all these eyes. Well, that was Misha Mansur. Mansoor from uh, Periphery. He he designed that amp, but it's based off of the 6505 circuit, yeah. which is 150. So all of those amps are based off of that, and they're just variations of it. The cool thing about the Iconic, though, that I like about it, one thing that drives me crazy about tube amps is the noise. The freaking, you always got to have a noise gate, and then to drive them harder, a boost pedal. So, and I didn't know this for years. Like I got my Mesa. I like it. It's a good amp, but I never liked it as much as I ended up liking the 5150 because I didn't know for years, you didn't have YouTube back then that to drive it even more and give it more saturation, you put a boost in front of it, a tube screamer, you know? Yeah. I didn't know that shit. I found it on YouTube and it's like, Oh, Okay. But by that point, I've already have other amps, and it's like, oh well, now this thing sounds sick. Okay, yeah, well, that would have helped. 
icon, the invective has a, a noise gate built in and um, an overdrive, a boost. So it's cool. You can kick it into overdrive and it's got a master boost. So like you could boost the overall amp if you need to with the foot switch. So is that a double, double? Double, yeah. Um, to give you just a little bit more volume. That I think it just gives you more volume. So that way, like you're going to go take the solo, hit that, boom, you're just maybe a few more dBs above everybody. So you really stand out. Um, I'm a guy and so I'm singing play. So I'm probably never going to use that, but, um, but I, I play with boosts on all the time. I like the tone with the boost on. So <clears throat> that was a question I was going to have uh, on my Katana. There's a, there's a knob for presence and then there's a knob for uh, resonance. Resonance. What's the, what's the difference between those two? Resonance is going to be more bass. It's like the, the, but the bass is kind of like when you go, you got your 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 three knobs for your EQs usually, your low, middle, high. Yeah. So lows and you're thinking that's bass. Well, then why do you need resonance? Well, the the lows in there will give you more of like the EQ and of the overall tone with bass. And then the resonance is just it's it's a thicker, it's a deeper rumble that it it it, it just adds more bottom to the tone. Now if you're recording and you don't, cause it's one thing live tone to recording tone. Yeah. It's, it's a different beast. You don't want all that bottom. You usually roll that shit out when you're recording everything like from 80 to hundred Hertz. You want that stuff usually out of there on the guitar, especially like for solos. Like if you listen to a recording and you, so you took the solo track of, a, uh, of the guitar, dude, that thing is so tinny and thin but it has to be it's got a lot of mids not a lot of lows and then it it cuts through that's why it all they always cut through on the mix yes yeah. So, yeah resonance is just it's just it gives you more bottom more bass and presence it's gives you more highs but it's not like the it adds like an overall sheen to the to the tone where your highs on your low middle high knobs your high is um more like just precise it's it's fine fine tuning it you know hmm. yeah i like well what i find with these uh the 5150s is i don't know if petty intended it that way but if i like a lot of sizzle i, I like it to just really high a lot of saturation so hmm. what I'll, I'll back the high down and then i'll crank the presence and the presence gives that that sizzle, that fizz, um, and I like that a lot, a lot more. Um, and my mids, they they call the scoop, where you drop your mids down. Uh -huh. I drop that down a little bit, but not too much, because um, <clears throat> you need the mids to cut through in your mix. Otherwise, you get lost. You're just buried. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I found out too this invective, it it's got other voicing too with the the it's got a master volume and then a channel volume. So if you crank up your channel volumes and you keep your master volume lower, it gives you nice, a nice um, rounded tone. You want something a little bit more harsh or a little bit more high. You crank it. They're saying you crank up the master and lower your channel volumes. So yeah, these amps, they have like different, you really play with them. It, it seems like they don't have a lot of features because you know, you got, maybe eight or 10 knobs, but 
these different combinations of where you where you turn them yeah totally different sounds and you're using a overdrive on 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 this new one too right well yeah but it's built in so oh so you're not putting your pedal on like that's that's the thing right there that eliminates two pedals i don't have to worry about two pedals and you know i gotta bring them i gotta plug them in before the show no they're in the head and like it comes with a foot switch and it's got it's programmable if you have it on say uh you have the boost on then when you click out of that channel and you go back it'll save it as you had it so i have the boost on with channel two channel three i i don't think it needs it i i've tried it I don't know. I might change with that too because I just got the thing. But right now yeah. I have it on channel two, and then channel one is just pure clean tones. It's really good amp. The amp, man, it can be. It's a it's a metal amp. It was created by a guy that plays Gent, um, but you can play blues. You can play Stevie Ray Vaughan blues on this thing. It's a cool little amp. Yeah. You can play real kind of music. <laughs> you can play dad's music. Yeah, hey, you know you don't need blues. <laughs> you <can> play- <laughs> yeah, because you put you go to that clean channel and you put the boost on that channel, yeah. and it's a little dirty. Like Stevie Ray Vaughan used to use a tube screamer, a TS9. Yeah, so that's how he got his little dirtiness to his amp and that Texas blues, that Texas Roadhouse blues style. So yeah, you can get that out of this amp. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. So I look forward to playing it for a few months until I get my iconic. <laughs> you get the new one, which, which is another thing because the the iconic has the same things. They added a a boost and they added a noise gate. So I'm like, what? They added that? That's what PV did with the with the invective. So, yeah, those are the things that the the one thing I don't like about tube amps is the noise. Yeah. And then usually wanting to boost them even more because I like a lot of saturation. That modern high gain with a lot of saturation. But my, I might even be coming a dinosaur with that because these gent players, their their tones are way different. So, yeah. But hey, yeah, everybody plays with their own style and what they love. So yeah, well, it's always changing. It's always changing. So. As long as the mind is grimy and a lot of, you know, just overdrive, and then, hey, I'm, I'm happy with that, and I don't care what it changes to. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. You, you want to get on with the, uh, the turn it up segment? Yeah, turn it up. Yeah, see, we need the sound, soundtrack music for that. That's where you hit your button, and then it'll do <laughs> yeah. well, I can hit the button, you just won't hear it. Okay, hit the button and then we'll we'll do the turn it up. <laughs> okay, we're gonna practice it. This is what it's gonna sound like. This is, this is what you call a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. See, so, I can hear it on my end, but you said you can't hear it. I, I wonder if it's gonna come through on the recording. Well, we'll find I, out. You'll know when you. Well, it's recording off of your end, isn't it? Yeah. I don't yeah, know because you're fed into me. Well, I just, don't know. We'll know. Start it. Well, Mark, look at the time and see. And then go back and check it <laughs> and see if you heard it. See if it's in there. So uh, react to any of that shit. But um, yeah, so you want me to say who it is? Yeah, yeah. You picked them this, this I, week. This week was my my week to pick. I picked Rat 
because when I was a little headbanger, I was like uh, eight or nine when they came out and I was wearing my rat headband. I had my rat t-shirt. I freaking love these guys. I know a lot of people are like, rat. <laughs> <But whatever. laughs> I loved them. Um, yeah. So, but what I came up with, was it, when did we agree to do this? I think like last week. Um, yeah. You came up with the idea of whoever picks the band and the other one asks some trivia questions about yeah. that band. We're going to do a little trivia spot. Now, this was an original idea. Um, I, if for any of you out there that has uh, Sirius XM, uh, they have on the Metal Channel, they have Into the Trivia Pit. I'm a fan of that. I love it. So I figured, you know what? It's just good banter. Just ask some questions and see if you know them. And, you know, most of these bands, I don't know a, a ton about them. So I probably don't know. <laughs> Whatever you're going to ask, I might not know. So <laughs> you're good. Well, don't blow it because this is the 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 first uh, episode with this this added to the segment. Well, yeah, but I like to set it up so that you have low expectations. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to sound like I don't know shit, and I pick the band. <laughs> yeah. get, oh, God, I know this one. I'll be doing that shit. I'll be over here like Chris Farley. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right, let's do it. So, rat. Okay, rat. Some trivia here. All right, the first one is, uh, I don't know if you remember, but back when they were out, I liked them. I mean, I had their albums or their cassettes back then. And uh, I had bought a, a video. They had a videotape back when they had videotapes uh, about the band. It was their about their first album out of the cellar. Yeah. And I think they had an EP before that. They had an EP, yes. But, the yeah, the first full album was out of the cellar. And... Uh, Okay, so on there, they were interviewing the lead singer. The lead singer's name is uh, Stephen Piercy. Yes. And they asked him, basically, uh, see if you know, because I know you've watched it with me, but back then we were just drinking and shit, so you might not remember. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. But anyway, so the the interviewer asked him, uh, so if you weren't the lead singer for Rat, like what other career would you be doing? So you know what his answer is? Um. Uh, shoot. <laughs> Probably a drug addict. I don't know. The, uh, race car driver. That's race what he answered. Car driver. Uh, yeah, he likes to go fast. Yeah, you got into the weeds on that one. I'm like, <laughs> you said to fucking stump you. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I, I'm not Eddie Trunk over here. <laughs> but okay. Not yet, but you could be. You could be. I'm uh, working. Now that you, I know you're going to be coming at me with shit like this, it's like, fuck, I better get into the weeds. <laughs> And remember, yeah. bitch. So the next one's gonna be yours. So I'll be like, "Oh, fucking! Did you know he lost his little toe?" Uh, <laughs> fucking weird shit like that. <laughs> well, that wasn't too weird, is it? Well, no, it's not. I did, but yeah, I, I wasn't that diehard of a fan then. Yeah. Well, then why did you pick up? <laughs> You're like dissing him when you picked him. Uh, all right. So the next one, you get this one. Okay, so. The I mean, he was a rhythm guitarist, wasn't he? Robin Crosby. Crosby well, because yeah. Warren was more the lead. Or D. Mark was lead guitar. Uh, so he was rhythm. And Robin Crosby. Uh, he um, he announced he had HIV back in what two thousand one. Yeah. Uh, so he's like basically the Magic Johnson of rock. Yeah. And uh, and then in two thousand two he passed away. So what did he pass away of? 
was it if, oh drug overdose yeah heroin yeah because he had a he had a heroin problem and then yeah. uh, this is what i thought you were going to ask me who replaced him he was oh, no but you could go ahead and say it michael shanker replaced him oh yeah from ufo and yeah. and msg group yeah michael shanker group. No, I guess it would just be MSG, not yeah. But that's what it stood for. Yeah, MSG, Michael Shanker Group. Yeah. So yeah, he replaced them, I think, for a little while, and then, uh, then yeah, that guy just floated though, uh, Shanker. Yeah. But, and then you know what? Too this is another interesting. Well, I hope it doesn't ruin your next trivia question. Um, and now, well, the only two original members are Steve Piercy and and Juan Cruchet. Um, because Bobby, the bass player, Bobby Blotzer has his own version of Rat, he's the drummer. Yeah, there's like two versions out there, there and was or whatever over this crap to get the name, and then you know, they're fighting the typical band stuff. And yeah. then, and then when Warren D. Martini left, uh, Carlos Cavassier or Cavassier from quite, quite right fame, he's playing with them now, so he replaced. Uh, Warren D. Martini. So I don't know if that ruins your next question, but hey. No. Okay. So back when they broke with Out of the Cellar, that was like their, I guess you could say that was like their most famous album because that's when they really hit. Yeah. That was, they, they had some other hits after that on other albums, but not as many as like that first album had. Yeah. That had the most, I think it sold the most records. They sold a million albums for the next two, I think, over. Yeah. But out of the cellar, I think sold three million. Yeah, it was overall, and that's the one that they had more the most videos from. Yeah, they back a- then in the eighties, and everybody was doing videos. Yeah. So okay, on that back in the beginning, there on the out of the cellar era, uh, on their videos, who was the famous comedian vaudeville performer who made guest appearances in the in their early videos? That's Uncle Milty. That's easy. Uh, uncle Milty was uh, Milton Burl. Yeah, he was the uncle, literally the uncle of their manager. Yeah, Marshall. Yeah, Marshall uh, Burl, yeah. and so he he basically got his uncle to do. The- yeah, he got his uncle to do their videos, which is crazy because, like, you know, this is a these guys are wearing makeup and spandex, and you know, the eighties was a was a weird time, and yeah. you old dude, and and he was an old comedian and stuff. And he was willing to be in that video. And it, but, he, well, the one of his acts, one of the things that he used to perform, he used to dress in drag. Yeah, so I he, think that's another reason why, he, like, he did it. He fit into that kind of. Maybe, yeah. I never put that together, but yeah, it's kind of like the whole '80s thing with the the glam metal. Yeah, it was almost like dressing in drag. Yeah, the hair band. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's yeah. That's that's a good point. Never even thought about that. And then going back to those old videos, uh, one of the video vixens. Uh, was at Tawny Katane. She was in the White Snake videos, and she was real iconic back then as one of those video girls that are coming out and on them. I was watching, just doing some brush up on them. I didn't realize that's her on the cover of Out of the Cellar. Oh yeah, yeah, the on her knees. Yeah, that's her crawling out of the cellar. Yeah, it doesn't look like her, and it's kind of a side shot, and they're not really on her face. Yeah, and then it's like a night shot. It's dark. And- yeah. So I didn't know that was her. And then she did a couple of their videos. I think you're in trouble. She did that. Yeah. She, back for more. Back 
more. Um, and then, and then, um, and then of course she went on to, like you said, white snake and yeah, she, she, that's where, that's where she became real famous. Like her fame for being in the videos was in white snake when she yeah. hooked up with, cause she was dating Cloverdale. Iconic where she's dancing on the hood of the car. For, yeah. The Camaro. That's, that's like the one that everybody remembers. Yeah. But she started out, well, and she might even start out before rap, but that was where she made her first like major video appearances. She was dating Robin Crosby, and then uh, he's like, "Well, for my girlfriend in the video, she's fucking hot, <laughs> you know." Yeah. So yeah, well, I didn't know that they were dating. Yeah, I watched the like I said, good old YouTube man. I watched, <laughs> you know, I watched some documentaries. Yeah, they were dating. They dated for years. She loved that dude, but he was just. He got on heroin and yeah. and it just well and and all of those guys were doing that shit like he was hanging around with Motley because uh, what is it uh, Nikki Six Nikki Six didn't he die a couple times or yeah Tommy uh, Nikki Six died twice but yeah they were in the like one of their videos they used to all party together and yeah. like Flash from Guns N' Roses they'd all go shoot up together at Nikki's house they'd all go do heroin. And uh, yeah, the first time Nikki died, he overdosed. He's like, I guess he said, because I read his book, The Heroin Diaries, and then I read his other, I uh, read The Dirt. Um, he's like, the only two times I overdosed, he's like, and I had this rule, don't ever let somebody shoot you up. You do your own. And the first time he let somebody else fix him. And then it was, he was like in, I think, England. And he was looking for dope. He got some dope. The dude shot him up. He he ODs. And he said that, I guess the guy didn't know what to do with the body. So he threw him in a dumpster. <laughs> so he comes out of it and he's in this fucking dumpster. It's like, dude, the dude fucking was lucky he came out of it. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the second time that everybody knows where he went and they, they got it, shot him in the heart heart with the adrenaline and yeah to get him going again and then he went back home and said this is nikki six leave a message i'm dead and then he <laughs> again and then passed out for a few days damn yeah pulp so, fiction ain't got nothing on him uh, they, they they basically wrote that stuff for <laughs> yeah but yeah that was that was rap man they were you know they had some stuff I liked them, but then as I started getting into high school, I think by their third album, there's Way Cool Junior. I was like, oh, okay, I'm yeah, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> yeah, we, that's what kind of outgrew. Their second album, Invasion of the Privacy, I remember I got that. That was pretty good, but yeah. it didn't have as many hits as they had on Out of the Cellar. Oh, but I got that one. I think I was starting junior high, so I was like in sixth grade, and uh, I think I that was one of the tapes I had you. I gave you money to buy me two tapes. <laughs> that one, twisted sister out of out of uh, uh, stay hungry. Yeah, yeah. And then you're all oh twisted sister. You're all making fun of me. And then I'm playing it. And you're like oh, that's pretty cool. I said, hey, let me borrow that tape. Yeah. Then it never came back until you finally. I'm giving her tapes. You want these? <laughs> that was my tape, dude. See, I I don't really remember taking it from you or whatever, but I remember giving away my tapes like I was getting rid of them. And I remember that when you said, hey, that's my fucking tape. And I was like, no, it's not. Yeah. You fucking bar never give it back. Well, because of that, that happened before the Van Halen 1984 one. <laughs> I, 
I see Van Halen 1984, and, and my mom and I, mom and I, were at Payless. We're at, at the the uh, drugstore, and they have you know the little racks with tapes in them. I'm like, ooh, is this new Van Halen? I'm like, mom, mom, buy for me. Come on, mom. She said, no, I don't have enough money for it. Come on, mom. She's like, next week. Next week I'll buy for you. Okay. Next week comes. I'm like, mom, 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 gotta get the tape. Mom, gotta get the tape. Mom gets. Okay, fuck. I'll go buy you the damn tape. <laughs> I'm playing the shit out of it. She ends up loving the song Jump. Yeah. And then the video's on MTV and they're playing the crap out of it. Then you come over. Here goes Joe again. Hey, oh, you got the new Van Halen? Let me borrow it. And I go, yeah, you better get back this time. Where's my other tape? I'll get it to you. And then, uh, yeah, a couple weeks later, mom starts bugging me. Get your tape back. Get your tape back with a fucking kid. <laughs> hey, next time you go over your father's, get your fucking tape back from your brother. All right. Hey, mom says I got to get that tape back. So you gave me that one back, but <laughs> the other one you kept. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with brothers. Yeah, he was the older brother. What? What? What's his was his and what's mine was his. <laughs> yeah, until you came at me with the frying pan that one time yeah, that was the first time it made you run from me i'm like okay <laughs> well you were like in high school by then oh i think i was in junior high i think it was like 13 i think it was eighth grade well but, yeah that was when i realized okay i can't fuck with him the way i used to fuck with him i mean yeah i wasn't in high school yet but i grew i realized hey i could just get weapons <laughs> i'll probably take them now with a frying pan or something <laughs> So I went after you. I was washing the dishes. I fucking remember that still. And you fucking started your shit, and I just fucking wasn't having it. I just grabbed a fucking skillet and started swinging at you. <laughs> Took off running in your room. You fucking locked the door on me. <laughs> Our parents used to work graveyard, so they're asleep. It's like five five in the afternoon, maybe four. Yeah, maybe. And and they're asleep. It's the middle of their night. And I'm banging on his door. You fucker, come out of there. You fuck. <laughs> After that day, yeah, things changed. Because you you always won before that. Yeah. I get pissed off and you'd be like, are you done? You fucking done? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we have it was, a- it was like when uh when I was living with dad and he used to pull out his belt. Yeah. And I was like, I remember I was like 13. And I did something that was fucked up or something. And he was he pulled out his belt and I just started laughing at him. Like, what like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he tried to fucking hit me in the ass with his belt. And I was just laughing at him. And I remember I caught the belt with my hand and I like, like he was like, give me the belt back. And I was just like, laugh. I couldn't stop laughing. I go, I don't mean to laugh at you, but I can't stop laughing. This is too funny. And he just had that look that I had with you. I was like, okay, this ain't gonna work no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and for those of you out there yeah it used to be okay to hit your kids it really was never okay but yeah everybody got spanked it got spanked well and, and dad how he would do it is he count to three so yeah. like he could fuck up but on the third time he's like don't let me get to three because yeah. when he got to three he would pull out his belt so that's when you knew oh fuck so like the first time we'd be like oh we don't worry fucking that was only one a couple more <laughs> yeah, you know, we get it, or we forget and it's like okay that's three and we're like whoa i thought we were like on two yeah. <laughs> hey, 
Well, I don't ever remember. That's the thing with dad. I don't ever remember him hitting me or banging me because probably because of the three count. I think once I was like, Ooh, I'm on the edge. Nah, that's two. I fuck. I better just, I better just leave his sight. <laughs> just not fucking do what I'm doing. Well that. And then when the, our parents divorced, I went to live with my dad and he stayed with our mom. Yeah. So I took probably the brunt of his shit. <laughs> no, I don't want beans from mom, but then it was kind of the same thing. Like you were talking about dad. It's like yeah. mom would get loser temper and start swinging at me. But then after I got to be like 12, 13, one, I'm towering over her. <laughs> yeah, because she was short. Okay, ow, oh, all right, keep hitting me, whatever. <laughs> I just remember when I was younger and we were all living with her, you know, right after the divorce, before I went to live with that. She would just chase us out with the broom and shit. Yeah. That was more so you, because I had, well, we're six years apart. So she would chase you. You were, well, and then she would lock the door so I couldn't come in. So I'd, I'd be one of those kids where I stay out to like eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. You were <laughs> catching out with four. So, yeah. So she, I guess she'd keep you in there, but I just remember getting chased out. Yeah. I remember and, chasing you with the broom. I'm like, Ooh, okay. See, that's how I live my life. I'd watch where you'd fuck up and go like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do what that guy just did. Okay. And then, yeah, there's being children of divorce. Then we had all the power because then you just play them both. <laughs> yeah. You know, they know dad would, I would see how dad would treat you like he'd put you on restriction and then take off for two weeks because of business. Yeah, he'd go on business trips and it'd be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, and then I'd see him on a weekend. Hey, you want to come, you want to come live with me, son? It's like, no, because Joe has to work at Burger King just to fucking make some money to feed himself because you're gone. I don't want that shit. I can live at home with mom. I'll just come visit you. We go fishing. We go watch movies. I get the best part of it. I don't want the daily shit. Nah. Yeah, he'd take off and he the fridge would be empty. It had like a carrot in there, a frozen chicken. Chicken in the fridge. And just like crap. It was like, you know, being a teenager, like, eh, what the fuck? This is no food. So I learned to just to go get jobs or side jobs, whatever, to have cash. And I just, you know, I'd go and eat fast food or whatever. Uh, but then what was funny is like, he'd come over and I'm like, are you going to go shopping? Cause like, there's no food. And he's like, what do you mean? And he'd go get the fucking, the carrot, slice it up. He may, and then with the chicken, he'd make like, uh, like a, a chicken soup and it would be pretty good. I was like, what, you made that out of that? It's like, how the hell did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so see, we didn't have to go shopping. There's food in there. You food? What you just? <laughs> and that was back with those old refrigerators where, like, the chicken was all frozen over. It was yeah. like a chunk of ice because it's yeah. sitting in there for like two months. Yeah, if you didn't de-ice that shit, like, you'd have four or five things all frozen together in a, <laughs> it's a one mass or clump of shit, like a chicken steak, fucking whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was back. He was like the old school where he wouldn't throw nothing out. So like. The steak would be all freezer burn and shit. He'd be like, no, that's still good. We'd fucking fry that up right now. Dude, what the fuck is that? Neanderthal? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that ain't fucking meat. Well, and then you're like, dude, I didn't think I liked steak when we were younger. You had to teach dad what a good piece of steak was because they'd buy shit like that London boil crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they buy that shitty fucking meat. The like, shitty cuts of meat, the cheap ones. Yeah, cheap meat. And the it's top round. And <laughs> I think it was like select, I think is the base. Yeah. There's um yeah, it, it wasn't the good cuts. And then they didn't know about the cuts of meat too. Like 
once you you showed them porterhouse which has a a filet on one side and new york on the other side yeah that's a good cut of steak you know or ribeyes like fuck you couldn't get ribeyes that london broil crap (laughs) and then when i got older and he used to visit he would love those kind of cuts of steak when i was buying them but (laughs) but if he would say let's go get some shit to barbecue he would never go buy those cuts of meat. No. He'd stick with that shit, that top round. That's just stuff like that. Yeah, we grew up with it. Like, oh, that's too expensive. No, 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 we're not. Yeah, I can't afford that. And I look at that shit now and I go, dude, it's an extra couple. No. Like the whole thing, like, like AC, like people, our parents and people of that generation would be like, oh, you can't have the AC on unless it's like scolding hot. You know what? When I got to go to work and I can't sleep, screw that. I'm putting the AC on. Yeah. So that, yeah, when we're not here, it goes up a little bit, but it's on auto. So that that way it never gets that hot in the house. So you're not using that much more energy to cool it down. I I never understood that thinking, but yeah, it would think it's a different time and a different place they came from. I mean, shit. It's just old school. Hey, well, we used to drink out of the uh, the garden hose. Yeah. And yeah. kids nowadays think you can die from that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, they got to have their little fruit juice and they yeah. got their helicopter parents or their lawnmower parents, whichever one it is now. Bottled water. Yeah, that's why we have cancel culture because people can't, can't get their feelings hurt. <laughs> can get their feelings hurt we used to get beat (laughs) you got the three count not not saying that it's right but it taught you hey sometimes there's people bigger in this world that'll fuck you up (laughs) respect to people hey if you don't like something just leave it alone and get away from it (laughs) oh it's like all right well i'm i don't like that it offends me so i'm just gonna fucking leave i don't i want no part in this but yeah, that's crazy. The good old days. Yeah, the good days. So I guess we should wrap this up. We've been we're over an hour right now. Wow, fucking blabber mouse. <laughs> we can go. We're like two yentas. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Oh, and the other thing is, I posted on your new amp head. I posted some pictures on our Instagram. So that's two bros music or at two bros music on Instagram. You guys want to see that? And then I'll of course I'll put a picture on. Uh, on our on our website yeah and then yeah if you see the youtube stuff you can post uh comments um send us emails or contact us at the website um and yeah it's been fun yeah good episodes a lot of information this time about the and i liked it because there's a lot of shit that i didn't know yeah and some of i mean if there's any specific facts i was off on hey go ahead Correct me. I'm I'm good. No, no feelings hurt. I mean, I'm just saying what I know and what I like. So, and this is stuff I've learned. So, yeah. Well, and I didn't know. So, yeah. Now that you're learning to play guitar and you're you're buying gear, so it's good to. I wish somebody had told me this stuff. So, yeah. But it's been a good. I feel like the little brother because you're like, oh, don't buy that shit. Just buy this one. Yeah, but it's because I have life experience. With yeah, them. you have the experience. So. I was going to go buy drum shit. I I, I don't know what to buy. 
But I'm not gonna play drums. I got superior drummer. I don't. Need this. <laughs> you don't need I got this. a machine to do that now. Come on. Yeah. So all right. Anyway, all right. Hope you guys enjoyed this and stay tuned for our next episode. See you next time. Bye. Yeah. Later. <laughs>